Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat. I'm your host. I'm French. Deal with it. I have been a professional juggler for the past 25 years. And in this episode, I'm not going to talk about juggling. In this episode, I want to talk about... How to put it? Well, I don't think there's many ways to talk about it, actually. I want to talk about inequalities and specifically racial inequalities. And I've said that I don't understand why racism and why the minorities in America, black minorities, Latino minorities, all the different minorities are struggling so much. And I talked to different folks about it and actually recorded some podcast about it. I don't remember the which number it was, um, but I talked with amazing people. Actually, I'm gonna look up look it up right now because I want to share it with you. I don't even remember my own podcast. It's crazy. I should be more on top of that should <laughs> it's funny I'm, I'm i'm scrolling through my episodes and uh, i come up with the craziest names right like i'm starting to show signs of quarantine disorder the do not listen episode uh if you have no idea what art is until you listen to this <laughs> uh what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so for example, episode number 21, I talked with Kyle Pratter. Um, th- this guy was an NFL uh, football player and now has uh, his uh, video company, product video production company and um it's uh it's called reinventing your life with kyle pratter and he's uh he he's amazing and we talked about like we touched on that and i keep having like problems understanding why is it so complicated right and part part of it is because I'm coming from France where we we didn't have uh, slavery in France or, or probably we had, but like so long ago that it's long forgotten. Like it was, I don't know, that would be interesting actually to, to but maybe the Romans had slaves, you know, right? Like 2000 years ago. So it's like, it's not a problem that is still so prevalent and and re in our recent history we have 
racism and and there is tensions with uh, uh, well different communities in France, uh, notably the Muslim community that is trying to find a way to live in France with the French culture. And the French culture is also trying to integrate, but it's not necessarily a, a land of integration in France. You know, like there's longstanding traditions and, and a way to do things that does not really exist in America. America is very young. It's a very, do I dare to say, childish country. And at the same time, it's a wonderful country. That's why I like being uh, in America. And that's why I like living in America. And I want to. Because I think there's so much beautiful things and resources, but as much as beautiful things, there's terrible things. And it can be magical and it can be a nightmare to be in America. And I think part of it is because it's a very young country and there's no necessarily tradition, but at the same time, it's perfect for integration to like let a bunch of different people coming from a bunch of different places in the world come all together and create a new reality. Uh, the problem is that black folks were not really included in that process, right? They were like, they're uh, slaves and then not slaves anymore, but kind of like turned into uh, criminals. So they could s still be in a slave, like, status or something and I'm just discovering and understanding all of that um, and probably way worse than you would understand it but what I want to share with you today is um, a poem actually that I just heard on the radio um, it's it's actually a podcast the podcast uh where is it how is it called it's called poetry unbound and you probably can find it everywhere you listen to podcasts and i would highly recommend you tune into this podcast it's absolutely wonderful the host is padraig otuama he's a poet from ireland and he's reading other people's poems and talking about it and he talked about a specific poem from Ali Kobe Eckerman, and the poem is called Kulila. And uh, this person is an uh, Aboriginal poet from Australia, and she's talking about the forced abor abor uh, adoptions that happened throughout history when uh, they were colonized and the dissolution and annihilation of their uh, culture and people because of their their forced assimilation into the colonial empire. And I mean, it's pretty tough, right? But it's a poem. And, and the first time I heard it, I didn't really got it. But then um, Padraig the host talks, talks about it and helps 
understand another layer and that really hit me so hard and helped me understand i think what's happening in america um with with the the racial injustice um because part of me have been trying to understand why the america is not able to move on and obviously at that time i didn't understand that there were was racial um systemic uh racial injustices like built into the system and now i understand more about it because because everybody's talking about it and people are actually they're not stopping talking about it and that's what actually helps me and probably a lot of people understand uh why is it so hard and the actual problems but part of like not understanding why uh both white people and black people and i mean everybody like people of whatever color and 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 from wherever they're from or their ancestors are from why is, wasn't it possible to move on and i think i couldn't understand that because in a way i probably come from a privileged place of like not being born in that society and not necessarily even though my father is an immigrant in france and he's he's from syria and and i'm not 100% french i'm 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 part Arabic and part French. I was born in France, but I could have been totally on the other side of the dynamic with um the tensions that exist in France. But for some reason my father decided not to talk to us, me and my brother in Arabic, so I kind of like missed on that part of my heritage and my culture and my background and also um i i didn't inherit like a, 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 it's really stupid the tone of my skin the color of my skin is white and in syria there's 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 you know you, you, the people are not necessarily like brown like 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 arabic brown skin but the thing is that if i stay in the sun long enough my skin totally turns brown but but you know in paris is not the most uh sunny environment so i just grew up with a white skin and i don't have necessarily features on my face that shows that i'm arabic even though i have the biggest nose and if you look closely you can actually see my my oriental origins it's not obvious it's not just obvious on my face or on the color of my skin and i think that's that's all that it took for me to be integrated and assimilated as as french like 100% french and just totally like no one ever pointed out to me my origins that are very strong like my, i mean my father lives 
lived his life in a jalaba in my apartment, uh, rolling his seeds in his hands, like do, doing all the things like every Arabic person does. But it's just, it was private. It was in my ho- home and in public or outside. I, w- I just looked French. And, th- and I realized that much later that that's it. That, that's all it took for me to be assimilated. And I even had, not long ago, actually, like a, a year and a half ago, I was living in a, in a high rise in Chicago. And one of the residents was uh, a guy uh, working in the military uh, in submarines, going around with like, I think, atomic bombs in the submarines. So he couldn't really talk about it because all of that is like classified. So that was kind of weird. Um, but he he was, I think, I think you call that a white supremacist. So we, he, at first, I mean, not at first, actually the whole time the guy was, was decent and talking, you know, and, he, and we started talking and then he was like, oh, you were you know, we're in like in a, um, like a commune area, like of the building, you know, like I, w- I was actually working on my stuff in one of the open space in the building. Like at the time, there was no COVID-19 and you could actually be around people. And I was there working on my stuff. And then he was just, he came around and sat down and then, you know, we talked like I didn't know this guy. And then he was like, oh, you want a glass of wine? And I was like, sure. So he went out, grabbed a glass of a bottle of wine and shared a drink with me. And then throughout the discussions, I realized that this guy was like believed that that um, the color of your skin um, made a difference in, in, in how smart you are or like your, your IQ and like you, the, there's something about your genes making some people and obviously like white people white people smarter and like a superior race than other color of skin or something and i was shocked uh, obviously and and i was also it was really hard for me to go through this discussion but i i i wanted to understand what he like his thought process and i wanted to instead of just dismissing it because it's wrong and I, I mean i do feel it's wrong but like if we can't talk then there's no there's no resolution right like the the only way to move forward as people is to talk to each other and and try to understand each other so i i sticked around trying to understand maybe hoping to change his mind or like at least have like another way to look at all that from a different perspective and then eventually you know he was talking about black people obviously being a lower race or something and then he included arabic people and indian like basically everyone that doesn't look like him or at least that doesn't have the white color of his skin and I realized, like, wait a second. And I told him, like, I, my father is Arabic. Like, I'm like 
legit 50% Arabic. I, my, I think my genes are mostly Arabic. Like my, my grandfather <clears throat> was Syrian. My grandmother was from Armenia. For so She was Armenian and, and Armenia doesn't exist anymore. So that's a people that was just erased off of the face of the earth. Uh, and I mean, I have all that in my genes and the only reason why you're talking to me and thinking I'm you're a lie because I'm I have a white skin it's just because I didn't pick up that in my genes and I only you know my skin only colors when I'm in the sun for a long period of time so he he assumed I was white and and I was like I would understand and be on his side and I told him that and it's interesting because he, he he didn't really change his perspective on me as an ally, as a white ally, I guess. Um, because I was saying that and I was trying to make him understand this is just... This is... It, it can't be true. Like, it can't be true just because of the color of the skin this is just part of evolution like the skin gets darker because you're just in the sun for so much time like obviously in africa people lived thousands of years in a, in, a, in a crazy sun like aborigines in in australia like like indians in india like they're they're in the it's so freaking hot in the sun all the time the skin simply evolved to handle that level of sun and white people just got white because we grew up like north of europe where in in england or other places where there's no fucking sun so the skin needs to be white in order to get sun and vitamin d from the sun because if we had the skin too dark we 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 won't absorb it the same way so it's 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 all a question of like evolution it has very little to do or probably i should say nothing to do with iq and like intelligence and all that but obviously i failed at changing the guy's mind the guy failed at changing my mind but i did speak with him for like i think close to two hours because it was i must admit it was fascinated fascinating to talk to someone like that so openly openly because i i never i never had this kind of discussion i always thought like you know most people just know that this is bullshit and that most people are decent and, and and I was exposed to well no there's some people that really truly believe that and what do you do so I feel in those cases what you do is turn to poetry and give it more space to listen and like open your heart to a different logic it's not logical it's not an argument it's not like i'm gonna prove by whatever you know like jumping into hoops that scientifically you can prove that this or that this is just spirit 
Let's connect to the spirit, to our heart, and listen within. And this poem really um, made me see things differently. So I'm not going to go into it because I would encourage you at the end of this podcast to actually find it and listen to it for yourself. But I just want to go to the point and tell you what, what changed me in this poem. So this poem is about forced adoptions in the history of Australia and the annihilation of the Aboriginal people through that process. And the, the name of the poem is Kulila, which means listen. And the two words that repeated throughout the poem are story and sorry. And the call of the poem is to engage in the sorry business of telling the the story. And it really revolves back and forth around that. And telling the stories that, you know, it happened and reconcile with that story and moving on is not possible. The poem is saying no. The story has to live and you have to keep on telling the story. And even if it makes your children cry, you have to tell it to keep on finding a way to repeat that story over and over because there's things that can never be restored. So Ali Kabi Eckerman, who wrote The Poet, is saying that we need to tell that story regularly and participate in any way to keep on telling that story. It's a story of lamentation, but it's also a story of protests. And the idea that you can move on from the annihilation of people is absolutely the privilege of the inheritors of the colonies. And that's what hit home for me. That's when I realized that's why I don't understand the struggle. And I can't possibly understand the struggle. And understanding the struggle brings me to be sorry and understand that they've been through so much and that it's a very terrible story and terrible situation. But now that I understand it, I can reconcile with it and I can move on. And that made me understand that I'm in the privileged place of being on the other side, the side that it didn't happen to me. I'm not even on the side that I did that to other people because obviously like this is not my personal story, but I'm not on that side of history. And it may be de facto not being on the side of the oppressed or on the side of the people that were annually hated makes me on the other side because maybe there's just two sides of that story. There's not multiple sides. There's just the side of the people that are being oppressed and there's the side of the oppressors. And oppressors are not necessarily actively oppressing, but oppressors are simply in the position of privileged. And just the fact that my skin is white, even though I'm not white, but because of that fact, 
I'm on the side of the privileged. I don't endure police brutality. I don't endure uh, systemic racism. I don't endure all that, even though I'm not American. I'm, I'm not American. I wasn't born here. My mom is French. My father is Syrian. I immigrated in this country, but I'm still on the side of the privileged. And that made me understand it. This poem made me understand that. Let me, let me say it again. The idea that you can move on from the annihilation of people is absolutely the privilege of the inheritors of the colonies. And the, the host, Padraig Otuama, moves on to say, nobody can say that when their language and their people have been annihilated, oh yeah, we've moved on now because we had a recognition recently that something terrible happened. Moving on has to be part of telling the continual story of sorry. And it, it really helped me understand what's happening right now in America and how it's important to tell the story and keep telling it. And it's, it's not going to go away and it should not go away because the more we tell the story the more we can be honest and understand and change the status quo. But changing the status quo and reconciling with the past doesn't mean telling the story once and then putting it in the books and forgetting about it. I think as a respect for the oppressed, it's important to give them the space to tell the story over and over again. So it just, it lives in memory and it stays part of our present. It's not just history, it's present. So I wanted to share that with you and I would encourage you to go on and subscribe to that podcast, Poetry Unbound. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that specific episode of that poem Kulila from Ali Kobi Eckerman. And um, as always, you can find uh, resources uh, on circustalk.com. They have resources for performers and, and response to COVID-19. And right now they're offering the... Uh, pro membership at uh, $4.99 a month with the coupon COVID-19 yearly. So just go on the website, it's going to pop, pop up and there's a basic free account, but if you want more and get access to jobs, additions, residencies, grants and scholarships, have uh, pro discounts on a bunch of stuff and news articles and be able to do advanced research, you can uh, subscribe to that. And uh, you can also subscribe to my juggling school. It's uh, gravityjugglingarts.com and I'm teaching to juggle in, in an amazing fashion to anyone who wants to juggle or get better at it. And uh, rate, review, and share that podcast. And go on patreon.com and become a patron. 
and go on playjuggling.com and use the promo code GRAVITY10 to buy your juggling props. The Dancing with Gravity podcast is researched, engineered, produced, edited, and performed by me. The theme music is composed and performed by Head on Television. Thanks for listening and remember, failure is an essential part of juggling, but failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Let's go.